you are listening to The Current Daily, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Friday, July 10th. We've made it through another week, and I hope you have a fun weekend planned. You'll recall that today at 11.30 a.m. is a live-streamed conversation with new UC System President Michael V. Drake and UC Board of Regents Chair John Perez. We've put the campus notice announcing Dr. Drake's appointment into the Communications Digest on The Current, and it includes the link to the live stream. So head over there now so you don't miss out. Next up, we've got an interview with Gino Bonetti, about a new office hours schedule for help with problem reports. This is Mark Herzberger. I'm joined by Gino Bonetti, our process owner for problem reports. Gino, welcome to the pod. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You got it. And how has your work from home adventure been since March? Well, you know what? I feel like I've benefited from working from home. Uh, it's something that I tried to avoid. I, I believed I needed to be in the office all the time. So I worked real hard to do that. But I have recouped about three hours of my day just by being able to work from home. So my productivity has just gone up because I don't have to run around for three hours a day. So it's been a learning thing for me. I didn't realize that that would actually happen. It's been a benefit to me, really. Well, in the spirit of continuous improvement, we'll claim a victory there. Yes. Uh, We are here to talk about an upcoming series of office hours uh, where people can discuss uh, their problem reports. Uh, So tell us a little bit more. When are the problem report office hours and what's the format like? So in general, they are starting on the 17th and it goes every other week. It is about people being able to bring their problems that they're working on or ideas for problems and have a place where they can bat things around and have people like myself and uh, Prachi assist them and guide them if they need guidance or if, if they need reinforcement about an approach they're taking, or they can just listen to others who are bringing their problems to the table and learn from how other people are approaching things and things that they go through to uh, document their problems and resolve them. Um, That that sounds good. And if someone's going to attend an office hours with their, you know, problem report in mind, what kind of preparation should they do or what, what should they come prepared with to make it productive? Ideally, if they have something in progress, that would be the best. If they've, they're working on something, they've gotten to a point, maybe they're stuck or they have questions about how to use the process, that they would then have some concrete questions. But if they just come with ideas about things that they want to work on and and say, you know, is this a good idea? Or is this a good idea? How would it work? How would we document these things? That's fine as well. Sounds promising. So we've got we've got the basics of when the office hours are. But uh, for those that don't know, or, the, or those that are new, what is a problem report, and what are they used for? So problem reports are one of the vehicles for continuous improvement. So service owners have 
set of things that they need to do. And one of them is to continuously improve their process, their program, uh, their application, whatever it is. And uh, this is a vehicle for capturing those items that they're working on to improve and documenting them. These are things that I think people do all the time and don't necessarily document them. So when it comes down to taking credit, if you will, for improvements that you've done, maybe you can and maybe you can't. But this is a vehicle for which you can concretely document what was done, what was the problem, how it was solved, and its benefits. It's part of process owner's continuous improvement package. And so this is a tool to use. There's basically two types, right? One, if you need to investigate, you know, say something that went wrong and one that's more just proactive uh, improvement. Could you discuss the, the two approaches a little for us? There's actually three. Okay. But one of them is an after action report, which is when something is of a very large nature and that's got its own process behind it. And not everybody gets involved in an AAR, an after action report, but it's got some heavy duty um, documentation and investigation process behind it. But that's not your everyday. The other two, which is a, um, a problem report, typically for something that is a result of an incident, like a major incident, automatically generates a problem report and people have to investigate and determine what was the issue? And then the next one is a process improvement one. So it's about having an idea for how to improve a process. So the motivation is not driven by something that failed, but just something that it's either an idea and you make it concrete by going through this process and turning it into uh, some real actions that improve your process. So there's actually three. Two of them are working ones, the problem report and the process improvement. Those would be much more something people would interact with on a regular basis. And if somebody's thinking about doing the you know process improvement version, what are some hints or some markers that they should look for? You know, I've heard in the past, like if you get the same kind of service request over and over, maybe that indicates something that can be improved. So like, what are some hints of people or markers people can look for to do the uh, process improvement version? So you, you kind of hit one right on the head there. And a process owner is ideally is observing the behavior of their process. And, and, and some of that is development. Another part of it is, is incidents that are generated against their process or their uh, application, and also requests. So those are areas where if you sort of take an overall perspective and you look for patterns, so it's about looking for patterns. And these are not things that are necessarily problems, but they're reoccurring. So the fact that they're reoccurring is something that warrants attention. So this pattern of we consistently get the same request, we solve it the same way every time, is that a candidate for some sort of automation? Well, just asking that question leads to using the PR process to document how you go about investigating and determining what to do. And of course, hallway conversations are 
potential inputs into the PR process. Somebody with an idea stops you in the hall, says, hey, you know, your process would be better if if this were to take place. And it may or may not be a good idea, but maybe it sparks something and, and that can turn into a PR as well. Good information. Thank you, Gino. Uh, like you mentioned, the first problem report office hours on Friday, July 17th. It'll be uh, every other week, and we've got all of the date and Zoom links posted on the homepage of The Current. So we will see you then, Gino. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. As Gino mentioned, the first session is next Friday, July 17th, and we've got the relevant information posted, you guessed it, in the notice board section of The Current. Last week on the pod, we made a subtle reference to the Hamilton movie being available on Disney+. You might think that the clever folks in Mouse Ears chose to release it on July 3rd in conjunction with Independence Day and to give quarantine-weary Americans something to do over the long weekend. But the release was timely for yet another reason. Tomorrow, July 11th, is the anniversary of Alexander Hamilton's demise. Those of us of a certain, um, maturity know all about the famous duel between Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr. Not from school, (laughs) don't be absurd, but of course, from that Got Milk commercial. For the uninitiated, here's the brief version. Burr and Hamilton were, what we might call in modern times, frenemies. Tensions grew over the years as Hamilton spoke out against Burr, and derailed opportunities for Burr to become president and governor of New York. Tensions mounted further. In our more civilized age, political rivals air their grievances via Twitter spats, cable news shoutfests, or mutual diss tracks. But the stakes were much higher back in 1804. Oh, yeah. The only gentlemanly way to maintain honor in the face of perceived slander was to head to the dueling ground. Alas, our two combatants absconded to New Jersey, where dueling enforcement laws were decidedly more lax. The exact details of the affair are murky. There were no camera phones to record them, obviously, but we all know how it ended. So what became of Burr? The most truly unbelievable element is that he was the sitting vice president at the time, and therefore immune from prosecution. When his term ended, he made his way to the Louisiana Territory and concocted numerous schemes to wrest Louisiana away from the loving arms of the United States. He was tried for treason, got off on a technicality, fled to Europe, and eventually returned to New York to live out his days in disgrace and obscurity. So, when you're enjoying a tall, frosty, cold glass of milk this hot weekend... Pour one out in honor of the memory of Hamilton and Burr. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.